Welcome to Ten Bestest, where we sift through the noise so you don't have to. Each week, we share our ten favorite things of the moment. Anything goes. Welcome, everyone. I'm Brian Hart. I'm Karen McFarlane Holman. And here we go with another exciting episode of Ten Bestest. Are you pumped? I'm so pumped. All right, me too. And my first one is going to be a YouTube video. And this YouTube video is called, How Many Holes Does a Human Have? And this is actually from the channel Vsauce, which was a cool sheet of yours on episode 38. I love that channel. I said it when when you talked about it. You obviously love the channel. But this video especially was so great. And first, it talked about what in the heck is a hole. And it starts with a human. So he's actually in, in the bathroom on the toilet. <laughs> and he's like, you know, what, what is, how many holes does a human have? And then he says, you know, of course, we got the mouth and we got the butt. And, you know, like the food goes in and then it goes out. So that's, those are definitely holes. But we got ears, we got nose, we got other holes. <laughs> he starts going into it. But then what about, what about pores? Are those holes? Uh, what about on the sub-molecular atomic level? Atoms, we're not even really things. We're just floating molecules. We're not even, how can we even have holes when we're not even you know, touching. So it goes into that. I love it. And then he dives in. So then he talks about other things. This was actually very divided. How many holes does a straw have? And people were really torn on that. And then they actually started arguing because if you have a hole in your straw, that means you can't, that's like a different hole. That's when you can't suck very well. And everybody hates when their straw has a hole. So then it talks about, okay, well, what about a cookie jar? Is that a hole? So if that's a hole, is that a hole or not a hole? Is it just an opening? What constitutes a hole? Is a bowl a hole? Because if you flatten it down, it's just a plate. Then it talks about a donut. That's a through hole. So then he talks about what, what constitutes a hole. The whole video is just so great, and he really goes down the rabbit hole. And so definitely check out this video. How many holes does a human have? Down the rabbit hole. I like that. <laughs> oh, I love that guy. And yes. And I don't know if he talked about electron holes, but that's a thing also. And I started when you started talking about yeah, exactly. atoms and molecules, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I was just talking about electron holes the other day. And well, and that's what yeah. I love about just that idea in general, because he takes what might be a simple-ish question, yes. one that makes you think, okay, yeah, how many holes does a human have? And you start counting them. But then when you talk about all the other different things and what a hole actually is and pores and, yeah, atoms and molecules floating around, yeah, super fascinating. It really makes you look at everything differently Mm -hmm. for sure. And then, yeah, the straw was super fascinating. Okay, so were some people saying the straw had two holes, like one on each end? Yeah, some people said Mm -hmm. it had one on each end. Some people said it had none. Some people, like it was just, those are just openings. Like it's (laughs) inherent to the shape of the straw yeah. so it wasn't a hole. Oh, that's interesting. Which is super fascinating. Yeah, yeah. it was super divided. Uh, some bet. people said one, some people said two, and then some people said none. Yeah. yeah. And and they would get pretty adamant about them yeah. being right 
be so on I that can opinion. totally see the nun just like oh it's inherent to the shape yeah but then if you think about the analogy of the human we're like oh the mouth and the butt well right. that's a straw there's yeah the mouth exactly and there's that's the butt. a through hole essentially <laughs> but it's just one is that one or is that two you know the opening and the closing because if you're in your human body you would most people would consider your mouth one hole and your butt the other the butt hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so, great. Yeah, it's just such a mind. I love like kind of mind bending and then yeah. also sciencey and questions, big questions like this that and also seem kind frivolous. Of ridiculous but, yeah, also. ridiculous, but also mm-hmm. very fascinating and yeah. very just makes you look at everything differently. I love those, yeah. just the things that I love. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that video, but I love me some bee sauce. Yes. So. And I actually just talked about on the last show that was from the Kaiki Ride Home podcast again. Oh, so right on. I just love this podcast. That's great. Yes. Oh my gosh. All right. My first cool sheet. I'm going to be talking about a storyteller. So this is a woman named Susan Marie Fontchak, who is, I think she's originally Polish, but We'll get more into that in a moment. She is an actress, and as it sounds like, she is a storyteller, and that is kind of her life's work. She does a lot of things, but one of them is that she goes around and gives presentations, and at this point, she's given over 800, probably more by now, of women in history, and she does one-women shows, and they're, they're like these one-act plays where she is someone from history. And so she has portrayed Marie Curie and gone all into the story of Marie Curie when she was first isolating radium for the first time and realizing it was radioactive and all those discoveries that eventually led to Marie Curie winning the Nobel Prize in Chemistry and the Nobel Prize in Physics. She is still the only human who has gotten two Nobel Prizes in two different categories um, in science. So anyway, she did this whole really awesome presentation on Marie Curie, like one-act play, but also Mary Shelley, Eleanor Roosevelt, and Irene Castle, Irma Bombeck, Clara Barton, and she has done this all around the United States and around the world. And what she has learned from that is to take these women's lives who've done these great things and they're famous for certain things, but to humanize them and bring their stories, like these small stories that you might not know about or recognize and bring them to life in that way. And she also now coaches other storytellers and so that they can tell their stories and tell the stories of other people as well. So pretty awesome and amazing storyteller. This is Susan Marie Fronchak. Oh, that's cool. I, of course, I'm a big fan of storytelling in general. It's, I love I love all those kinds of things. So I'm really going to dig this, I think. But I have not heard of her, yeah. I don't think. So that's cool. And I'm excited. I you know I've been trying to find the Marie Curie one act play in its full form, mm. but of course that's not posted anywhere because. You know, that's one of the things about seeing a play is that yeah. you get to actually see it. But now I'm wishing like, oh, could she, maybe she could do it and, you know, do it live, live stream it or something. Yeah, I think right. would be really cool because I've heard really good things about it. Oh, man. Yeah, that would be because, yeah, more people would hopefully want to see that. And then once you see something like that, you know, if you just show one show and then 
people will then search yeah. you out and pay right. for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sounds cool. But can you so can you see clips of it? You can online? see clips of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. All right. Okay, my second cool sheet. But before I forgot to talk about our show notes, it's going to be on tenbestest.com slash holes. <laughs> so that's in because of my first cool sheet. So that's one zero bestest.com slash holes. And you can see that video uh, about how many holes does a human have, and also your cool sheets and the rest of our cool sheets. All of those great things. Check it out. And my next cool sheet is, this is a very different cool sheet of mine because I'm not 100% on board. (laughs) like a fan of this. It's really strange to me, but it's, I'm so curious about it. And and that's one of our mottos is stay curious. So it's, it it still qualifies as a cool sheet. I, I guess this is called a phenomenon and it's called mukbang. And so this is originated in South Korea and it's basically YouTube. Tube or videos of people eating, and that's that's it. But this is huge, hugely popular. It's like I said, it started in South Korea, so that's where it gained its popularity. But it is also big now in the United States. It's definitely fringe. It's like a, a subset of things that not everybody. It's not for everybody. And in fact, a lot of people will probably be super grossed out by watching people eat because it's usually this gigantic spread of food. So it is gigantic amounts of food, and it's just them. And it's a lot of slurping, and they talk about it. Now it is. Very much like ASMR, which you've talked about. So a lot of, I think, the same people that like ASMR might like this. And in fact, there are ASMR versions of mukbang where they're very conscious of doing that. But also, it's a byproduct of the other videos. And this is, we're talking about a full-time job for a lot of people that just eat, I mean, I why this was like my dream job when I was in my teens and 20s and even 30s when I was just eating everything and I could eat tons of food now I can't eat as much as I wish I could but <laughs> from the outside it's still to me I don't quite get it like but I kind of do <laughs> so the more I watch like this is also weird like the more it's becoming normal and interesting to me which I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But anyway, it, check it out if you want. Mukbang. Yeah, that's how I've heard about it is through <laughs> conversations about ASMR. Yeah, for sure. And it was I was talking to a student <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I don't really like ASMR. But and then she told me about this. And I was, was like, she like Mukbang? I never. Uh huh. Oh, funny. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. So it's a it's a combo of word Korean words. Mukja is let's eat and bang song is broadcast. So it's oh, an eating broadcast. So they just combined the words into mukbang. I love the word. <laughs> and uh, of course, a lot of the ones that are on YouTube of the South Korean ones are super interesting because it's usually these, it's, I don't know what it is. It's an ASMR thing. It's a little bit probably of a fetish thing because a lot of it is these these very petite, cute, you know, South Korean girls with the high-pitched voice, they very much, they're just like, oh, hi, 
say, but a lot of the time they're speaking in Korean and they're just kind of making little mousy noises and they're dressed up in the kind of the schoolgirl uniform. So they're definitely playing that up a bit. So there's, there's definitely things going on. But what I found interesting is that a lot of people that like it in South Korea because a lot of people live alone and they... So this, like, they'll have their dinner while watching someone else do a mukbang, and it oh makes them feel gosh. Wow. like they're not alone anymore. Yeah. And they're eating with their friend, especially once you become yeah. a regular and you kind of feel like you know this person. So I thought yeah. that was a twist that I did not expect. Yeah, I know that's actually really interesting. Really interesting. Yeah, and, and I could just see it especially, like, really elevating during pandemic times mm-hmm. when oh, we're eating out sure. less and things like that. It was something that I totally didn't think of. And then I thought, ah, I missed, like, I already thought this has gone past and I've missed my mark, but I could have started a pandemic <laughs> mukbang of my own, but I, I missed <sighs> the boat. Oh. <laughs> you know, you could start it. You could start it I could it probably tonight. still do it. <laughs> Anybody could do it. I don't think I will, but uh, <laughs> I might do it as a joke someday. You could. There you go. Yeah. Do like a spoof or uh, whatever. Or just try it. Yep. Maybe I'll love it. <laughs> it seems. And it, like I said, there's going to be some people because they do like the cheesy bits. And, you know, a lot of people really can't stand. They have like almost a phobia of like the cheese, you know, spreading yes. apart. Some pe- I yes. know a friend of mine who just that is like the most gross vile thing she could ever see. And she's the sweetest person. just one of those things. But some people and then, you know, they're definitely they're. You know, they're chomping. A lot of them, too, they're like, sometimes they're live, you know. We're talking about South Korea, so it's very different than maybe cuisine that uh, people from the U.S. are uh, used to. So, you know, it'd be like a live squid, and she's like a big, giant, whole fish, you know. I remember showing a friend of mine one of those videos of she was just so like grossed out, and I thought that was funny, like showing them Uh can be funny. Uh, Yeah. It's a wild world that we live in. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And for every person that loves that, there's someone who. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, speaking of food and drink on video, I'm going to be talking about an amazing website and YouTube channel. I think it's amazing anyway. It's called Cocktail Chemistry, cocktailchemistrylab.com. And so this guy named Nick, he just does a great job. I mean, there are thousands and thousands of cocktail videos on YouTube. But what I love about him is he's very clear. It's very clean, like in terms of the aesthetics, it's very well done in that way. And he is really helping people who are both newbies and even the people who are more advanced can get something from what he's doing. And so his YouTube channel is, of course, going through various things. I'll talk more about that in a minute. But I did want to talk about something in his website. And that is a spreadsheet that he has created, where you can actually input data in terms of if you're getting to the level where you want to balance your drink in terms of how much sugar is there and alcohol is there and the dilution and all of that. I mean, that gets super nerdy. So that's where it gets into the, you know, the people who are at that level. But if you are like, hey, I want to make a cocktail, it's say it's fall and I want to make a 
pumpkin spice cocktail. He has a video doing that. But he does it, I love this, um, three different levels. It actually reminds me of when you did. You were talking about Epicurious does the four levels of, of science. So he does this three levels of the beginner and the pro, and then he calls it the chemist and talks about these various ways of doing it. So you can learn how to do it, but you can also come to appreciate the subtleties and the other things. And, and he also just, I like his kind of deadpan sense of humor. It's pretty funny, and um, he just does a really great job. I love it. Cocktail chemistry. Oh, yes. I also love this YouTube channel so much so that it was a cool sheet of mine. <gasps> <gasps> Yay, we did oh it Oh, my gosh, we did it. <laughs> it's, it's been happened. a while since we've done this. Yeah, we know we've yes. done it before, but yes. uh, that's, yes, that's pretty Episode awesome. 137, I talked to, and and I remember when I talked about it, it was one of those things where I kept looking it up and looking it up, and I'm like, like Karen, Karen must have talked definitely about this. talked about this. <laughs> it's chemistry and cocktails, basically this channel was made for her. Yeah. And, oh, no, that's so funny. And I kept, and I'm like, no, I think it's, I, yeah, I yeah. think it's good. And then I was like, oh, she's going to love it. Like, she's going to freak out when I talk about this. And and then, and well, you, now you have, too. <laughs> yes. Well. But that's great because I love your take on it, too, because these are two things that you love so much. Yeah. Um, and now I want to go back and listen to how you described yeah, it. Yeah, I wonder, too. I was thinking that, too. I was like, oh, that was pretty cool. Did I say anything like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what I said. Uh, Fabulous. All right. Well, it's a good reminder to everyone. There's a really cool YouTube channel out there. Yes, absolutely. And uh, you can find that YouTube channel on our website, 10bestest.com slash holes. All right. My next cool sheet. Oh, my gosh. You're going to love this one, too. And I, I had to keep looking. I was like, have, have we talked about this yet? How could we not? This is a human. I'm going to just say it's as a human because it's so many other things. And this is Nardwar. And uh, his website is just nardwar.com. And John Ruskin, better known as Nardwar, the human serviette, or simply Nardwar, is a Canadian interviewer musician from Vancouver, B.C. He's also the lead singer and keyboardist of The Evaporators. But he's very famous for his interviews. Okay, so this guy is very distinct looking. He wears really outlandish clothes. And this, um, I forget what you call it but it's kind of that the hat with the little pom-pom on the top and it's kind of a little circular to us it seems kind of silly hat maybe golfers wear it sometimes and like I said very bright clothes and he he (laughs) he starts his interview he just sticks the mic in the person and he goes who are you even though he know, he's interviewing them, he knows who they are. But he always says, who are you? And they're like, I'm, it's usually musicians, other musicians. And then he says, from, you know, and it'll be like, so I'm Drake. And he's, Drake, where are you from, Drake? And he's, tell them where he's from. And welcome to British Columbia. And then he sticks the mic in the thing. Canada. Yes, British Columbia, Canada. So he has, he's so quirky and he has a very distinct style. And then a lot of times at the end, he'll say, Why do people need to care about Drake? And then he just sticks the mic and he's like, I, I, I don't know. And then, and then he always ends the show with, he goes, Well, that's all, that's the end of us from British Columbia, Canada. And do, 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 do. And then he sticks the mic in and hopefully they go, doot, doot. And he also, but what he's super famous for is asking the most crazy in-depth 
questions that just blow people away. And he also gives them gifts, but I've run out of time. Check out Nardwar. Nardwar, the human serviette. I I am just racking my brain because I know that. And I'm looking them up now and I'm looking at the pictures and I'm like, where did I first hear about this? And I think it was because I'm seeing TV series from like 1987. Yeah, he's like old school. Yeah. So it must have been way back in a time when I'm not yeah, surprised he, I'm he not remembering. He started a radio, well. <laughs> you know, University of British Columbia radio station, uh, CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver yeah. back in 87. And he's been doing this forever, but he's legendary. So he will, and it's so funny. He's like, tell me about his, so he's like, he'll talk to Drake or something. He's like, John Stenson. Tell me about John. And he's like, how do you know that name? He's like, I've never mentioned that name. I've never tweeted or talked about. That's like my seventh grade best friend who got me into music, you know? And he does that just over and over. Wow. I don't know how he researches these people, but that's his kind of thing is he just, he'll throw out a name or a story, like a location of a story or all these things. And, and you can watch like just video series of like Nardwar blowing a you know, people's minds. And he always gives gifts to, he gives like, he, since he knows so much about these people, he'll give them these like really crazy, he's like, here, oh, oh, I have something for you. And he's like, this is like my, my dad's favorite album that I listened to as a kid. And like, how did you know this? And he, and as always his comeback is, well, you're Drake. We have to know. (laughs) He always (laughs) says like, whoever the person's name is, well, you're Katy Perry. And we, we have to know. That's amazing. (laughs) And then that's it. He never says how he found out or what he just goes on. He's so quirky and hilarious. I have been nonstop binge watching. I only learned about him a week ago, which is crazy that he's been doing this for so long. And he's such a, this wacky personality that I've never known about him before, but I cannot stop watching videos with him. He's so Yeah, No, I have to now. And maybe once I see him, it'll come back to me, but oh my gosh. Yeah. It's Um, wild. (laughs) You will love it. You will love it because it's music. uh, It's mm -hmm. super quirky and interviews and radio and fun. And you'll just, I know you'll love it. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. All right. My next cool sheet. I'm going to be talking about a YouTube video. And this is great. I learned so much from it. It is called How to Open Every Shellfish. So this is Mike Cruz, who is the manager of Greenpoint Fish and Lobster Wholesale. And this guy is an expert. And this was such a fascinating watch. Okay, so what did this do to me? Why is there this YouTube video about opening shellfish? And I'm so fascinated and excited about it. One thing was, is it made me realize, even though I like shellfish, I have only ever and only a few times ever gotten a crab. And that's just one time a year, like late December when it's in season where I live. And I realized it's because of lack of confidence that I really don't know how to do any of these other kinds of creatures. 
I think it's 18 minutes or so. And he goes through this enormous list. I won't go through the whole list, but basically you're going to see several different types of crab, including soft shell crab. You're going to have crawfish in there and even like langostino and prawns and scallops. I learned so much about scallops. Oh my gosh. Oysters and different kind of clams as well as sea urchin, bunch of other things. But I will say more than just, oh, now I can open up my cuisine a little bit. I learned a bunch about anatomy. You could use this video to homeschool your children about the anatomy of mollusks. I learned an enormous amount. Oh my gosh, the eyes and scallops. If you don't know anything about eyes and scallops, look it up or watch this video because my mind was blown there. I learned more about kitchen tools, which made me laugh about the former Kulshi, the Alton Brown and Unitaskers. But I learned about different types of creatures in different places in the world. So ecology, essentially, I learned so much from this video, how to open every shellfish. Oh, that's so cool. And I love that you could have made a five minute probably version of that of just just the like, here's, here's the clam, here's an oyster, here's a th- crab, here's this crab. But the fact that it did so oh, much more so just much. makes it like what just takes it to the next level. It so sounds much. like, yeah, that's really, really cool. And even though I know how to do that just because I, when I grew up um, near the ocean a lot in our family, uh-huh. just so I learned at a very young age how to do all of that, but I still think I would just love that video. Yeah. It sounds super interesting. And also, and the- I don't know all the other workings of mm-hmm. their. You know, yep, exactly. I have some ideas, but not. Yeah, and some things I cool. loved, like he, I've been to Sweden where it's really big in the summer to get your crawdads, crayfish, mm-hmm. and to suck the brains out, yeah, essentially. Yeah, right. And and so he's he's showing you that, like that some people might not know, like that is a thing and it's oh, actually yeah. really good. Yeah. And it might gross out some people. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, yeah, so much detail and just a really great watch. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, we used to always, every summer at the 4th of July weekend, we'd go to Toledo. I have a bunch of family in Toledo, uh-huh. and we would go. And it's funny because in the Pacific Northwest, at least in Oregon, we call them crawdads, even though yes. everybody else calls them crawfish, which I also think I love stuff like that. I always think that's interesting, like soda and pop and soda pop and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but so we would catch hundreds of hundreds of them in a day and then just have this giant feast. Yes. So I, and yes. I, it's another one of those childhood memories that I can remember like it was yesterday. And it was one of my favorite times of the year, always every year. I still think about it and I still, I just, ah. Uh, That's so cool. Crawdads. Yeah. <laughs> We would make these like custom like little catchers. So you'd have a stick poker and then a, like a makeshift net. It was really cool. We got really good at it, too. It was really neat. Yeah, if you got hundreds, that's, yeah. you're definitely good yeah, at it. That's so It was that's always so who cool. could get the biggest one, who could get the most, you know. And, of course, I was just pretty young. I finally got to the age where I could, like, kind of keep up with the adults, but never, not really, you know. But I always thought I could. And, right. Oh, I loved it. I love that. Well, thank you so much for yeah. sharing that. And it's funny, this cool sheet, so we don't share cool sheets, but this one's very similar and uh, with of uh, your last one, so this is great. This is a series of articles, and it is called "How to Start Cooking," and it is by Pocket. So Pocket was a cool sheet. It was my very first cool sheet. It was number one of episode one. 
was the Pocket app. And they have these things called collections where either an editor from Pocket or maybe somebody else submits these collection of articles that they find very interesting. And usually so it's on a theme. And this one is how to start cooking because for a lot of people, even for me, who someone who cooks a lot and has actually taken cooking classes for years and has been very interested, I still got so much out of this. But it's geared for more beginner chefs because it can be very daunting and overwhelming for a lot of people. And this would be a very, very great place to get started. So they have it in different sections. It's first get prepped. So how to stock your pantry, kitchen safety 101, grown-up kitchen, how serious uh, are you storing your pasta or your, I'm sorry, your produce properly. And then I love this one, no flour, pasta, or eggs, the perfect substitutes for 20 common ingredients. That one's always super useful for me because I don't, I'm always like missing one thing out of the recipe. And so this will tell you what to, and they shout out to Aquafaba because they talk about that for egg whites that you just talked about. And then it says tips for pro and this is how to build a better dinner, the 30-minute meal myth, which I love because I've always had an issue with that. 30-minute meals is such a misnomer because maybe it's from like if you have everything already chopped and prepped and ready and it's just boom, 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 and it's like it actually takes an hour or at least. So I've always had a thing about that. I love that they address that. Then it's mastering the classics. So then it goes into some specific recipes and all of these are from former Cool Sheets like Serious Eats and Lifehacker. These are big articles from not just wherever places, like super good. Since it's curated, it's top-notch. Definitely check out this curated list, How to Start Cooking. I can benefit from that. I will tell you. Yeah, you'll right love it, now. I think. Oh, yeah. I've sort of slacked off with my cooking. Like I'm kind of mm. doing the microwave burrito, frozen oh, burrito wow. thing Dang. lately. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, sometimes those are perfect. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, that sounds really, really great. And I love that's curated. Anything that's curated is yeah. just... And, and like I know. said, so it's all from, it's some of the best, you know, yeah. like one of them's like, this is the best. The pasta sauce hailed as the world's best is surprisingly easy to make at home. So they talk about that. That's um, great. Yeah. The essential guide to roasted vegetables. I mean, so many, you know, I don't know how many articles are here, 15, 20, maybe different articles. And since they're broken up in sections, though, you can yeah. go to what you would like or what stage of a cook you are, what interests you. Uh, right. So, so great. It's oh, really, fabulous. Really cool. All right, moving on to my next cool sheet. This is an article, and it is about awe walks. Awe meaning A-W-E, like you're in awe. So when I first saw that title, I started reading it. I was like, okay, great. You know, this is another forest bathing kind of trend or, or whatever. But as I read deeper and I looked into the study that was done at University of California, San Francisco, I was very intrigued by this, and um, it's it's a really great story of what they did. Okay, so this was the the results of the study were published in September of 2020 in a journal called Emotion, and in this study they were targeting in the study older adults, and so they were looking at especially those around 75 years old or older. And they were using as the control group, they would have those people take walks every day. And they just said, take a walk. 
And then in the the study group, they said specifically um, to go get into nature in some way and to really look around you and to soak in the nature that is there and to be more mindful in that way. And one of the things that they had both of these groups do was they took a selfie at the end. And what I thought was really cool is that the idea to take a selfie was just kind of on a whim at the end when they were kind of putting together the study. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's have them take selfies, just kind of. And now they also had them fill out forms of reflection, and they did get data from that. But they got a lot of information from the selfies. And so this is what happened, is that the people, you know, you don't have, they don't, aren't supposed to know what they're being studying, you know, studied for. And so the ones who were just taking walks, they thought, oh, it's exercise. So they actually walked a lot. But the ones just 15 minutes of seeing the nature around them, the selfies were very different from these two groups. And the ones that were in nature and were looking at the nature and not thinking as much about themselves, their selfies, they pulled the cameras further away as time went on. And the pictures were of them in the context of being in nature rather than really close up to their face. And they saw them just beaming and being having brighter smiles as time went on. And they think it had to do with them seeing themselves as just part of a whole rather than focusing so much on themselves. And their attitudes got better. And it was just a really wonderful study how all walks boost emotional well-being. Wow. Yeah, that's super interesting. And yeah, I believe it. And it, it's similar to forest bathing, for sure. A lot of those elements, just the power of nature. Oh, how for sure. It, yeah. How it can yeah. change your mental state, aside right. from physical state, of getting that exercise. But yeah, there's no doubt that getting out in nature really rewires your brain and makes you yeah. happier. Right. Well, and the, the context that I love that they brought in was... You know, no surprise about the nature, but the seeing yourself as part of a whole, I think. Mm-hmm. And that a lot of people are, oh, I need to, to figure this out. Like, oh, I'm, feel, I'm really struggling, and so I'm going to do some self-work. And so the, all the attention, they're just bringing it back mm. on themselves. Yeah. When sometimes it's actually better to think about others or to look yeah, at nature around sure. you. And sure. to actually look at outside, which is also counterintuitive because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you're blaming someone else or, oh, you're not looking at yourself. So it's a balance, I guess. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting about that is because that is some kind of natural instinct when I go out into nature. For me, I only see it as me being a part. Like that's instantly, like Mm -hmm. no one had to even tell me like, but that's not natural for some people like, you, right. you know, but for me, that's, yeah, that's why I feel like I'm a forest child or something. Cause as soon as I go out there, I'm just like, Oh wow. Like, yeah, there's so much around me, like yeah. and more about me. Yeah. So that's actually, that's interesting that, cause sometimes when that happens in your own head, you forget that that's not a natural instinct of other people, you know, that, yeah, some people just didn't, they've never had the chance yeah, to, or they didn't learn it, or they yeah, haven't had enough so cool. experience. So or, that's yeah. really interesting, yeah. Very, very cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. 
All right, my last cool sheet already. This is great. It is a mini-series, and this mini-series just came out on Netflix at time of recording, and it's called Queen's Gambit. And this show is blowing up right now, but there's probably still some people that haven't seen it, and if you haven't, you should see it. It is absolutely fantastic. It's a seven-episode miniseries. They're about an hour long, so just seven hours. Uh, The creators are Scott Frank and Alan Scott, and it's based on a novel by Walter Tevis. And I actually went through the whole series thinking that this was a... like based off a true story, it's totally not. It's a fiction story, and it doesn't. It didn't ruin it. It, d- it did change it a little bit towards the end. I was like, "Wow, how come? How have I never heard about this person?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, because they're made up," which is great. It's a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics and ninety six percent on the audience. So very well received. Everybody, I kept hearing about it on Facebook. People kept just like leaving these posts, game changer, you know, best show I've seen in forever. And, you know, in Facebook world, that happens all the time. So I kind of was like taking it with a grain of salt. And then I watched it and it is, it's fantastic. And so it's about this gal who was orphaned at the age of nine in the 1950s. Her name's Beth Harmon. She's played by Anya Taylor-Joy. And she discovers this astonishing uh, love for the game of chess. And she's a prodigy. She's instantly becomes just takes it on and is super great and then starts going to tournaments and but then she's also she she's given tranquilizers because she's at this orphan home but she kind of, so she kind of develops this dependence on her gameplay and these tranquilizers and then that spirals down to drugs and alcohol and she has a, such an interesting arc and story and it's just Absolutely a brilliant show, Queen's Gambit. Wow. I have heard great things about it, but I didn't know what it was about. And now I want to see it even more. Yeah. And I've always, I've talked about another video about chess. Chess is still, it's always fascinating me, but I still don't know how to play. But I've always been intrigued by it. And But like I said, so I don't know how to play chess and I loved it. Uh, And if you do, I have heard that people that know the game, like they took it very seriously. All the moves are real moves. Uh, You know, everything is played out when they're Mm. doing the thing. They're really doing it. But they were tutored by grandmasters to make sure that it all made sense. And her arc, I tell you what, now, Anya Taylor-Joy, she's going to be a force. She's already getting really popular as an actress. She starred in The Witch, which was a... A scary film mm-hmm. a few years ago and yeah. she was and she's been in other things but she is gonna she is so great so great she was already good but this show this mini series you're just like oh wow she's gonna be a next like superstar for oh, sure i am uh, definitely watching this especially when you said it's a mini series it's only seven episodes i'm yeah. like yes i can do that yeah <laughs> you can do it and it's especially in the 50s and 60s and as it and still, even to this day, chess is a very male-centric mm-hmm. sport for sure. So she deals with all of those things as well. That's why I was a, I was a little bit heartbroken that this wasn't a true story uh. because it would have been so beautiful. But 
fiction can also break down glass ceilings and do things like that. So yep. I just love everything about it. It's yeah. so great. And it's not all roses and victories mm. and happiness. She's a very dark character, a very disturbed character, and that's what makes it so great, though. Yeah. All right. Well, I am convinced I'm going to watch it. Cool. Yeah. You will not regret it. I know you'll like it. That's for great. sure. All right. My last cool sheets. I am going to be talking about a graphics tool that has changed my life. It is called Canva. This is one of those subscription services, but there is a free version. So you don't have to be paying monthly. I do because I use it for my work. I have to say that in terms of if you do need graphics for anything you are doing, this will make all the difference. I am not a graphic designer, but now I feel like one and it is fast. It saves so much time and they have a ton of templates and they also have a huge library of photos like stock photos you can use. Even if you don't have a job that requires you to do any kind of graphics, a lot of people are on social media. And if you want to make some cool posts, you can make things look funky or interesting or professional or whatever it is. You can use it to create your own banner on your Facebook page or whatever else you have. Or maybe you just need to make a flyer that you lost your cat or something. If you are a homeschooling family or your teacher, they have templates that are for worksheets and handouts. You can create memes or quotes for yourself. You can make your own wallpaper on for your cell phone if you want to make a specialty one or whatever for your portrait or whatever for your social media. You can remove the background from it. You can do animations. It's just amazing. I love it. This is Canva, and it's at canva.com. Oh, cool. Yes, I use Canva almost every day. Yeah. So it's fantastic. Yeah, and at first, you know, I got it, and I was like, okay, this is cool. Okay, this is cool. And then it was, at some point this last week, I was like, this has changed my life, really. I mean, this is so, so (laughs) helpful. This is a cool sheet. Yeah, for sure. No, that's a good call to make that a cool sheet. And and I will say that I only have the free version, but the free version is amazing. Oh, yeah. Like it is. A lot of free versions are so watered down, you know, because, and I get it. They want you to get the subscription so they can be sustainable. And I hope that they are. I hope they get enough because the free version is so good. It is. You don't have to get the paid version. I'm sure they don't want me to say that, but you can do so much with, I'm sure that the paid version is that much better, you know, you can probably do way, yeah, way, way I just, more. Yeah, there's stuff that I need yeah, that absolutely. it has. But. Yeah, if you're using it every day for work, you know, mm-hmm. I just use it for, for, actually, I use it on the podcast for social media stuff uh-huh. quite often. Almost, almost every post is at least starts there and then I usually finish it somewhere else to use some of that animation. But yep, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a big one for sure. Cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you to all our listeners and stay curious. Want to learn more about this week's cool sheets? Head on over to 10bestus, that's 10bestus.com for links to all of our cool sheets. And sign up for our monthly newsletter with bonus cool sheets and other fun stuff. 10 Bestus will be back with an all new episode next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern.